I am Brian Shea, a communications associate at the Institute for Global Tobacco Control at the Johns Hopkins Bloomberg School of Public Health. Our faculty and researchers will share their work at the upcoming Society for Research on Nicotine and Tobacco annual meeting in New Orleans. We talk to some of them to learn more about what they will showcase at the meeting. Research Program Manager Naseeb Kibria and Instructional Designer Chris Doyle will present a poster about our free online course, Global Tobacco Control, Learning from the Experts. Chris, tell me, what's the history of this course? How did this course start? How long has it been around? All those important details. The history uh, is it's at least 10 years old, maybe 12 years old at this point. When I came on to the Institute, we had already convened an advisory council, an advisory board that looked at the course and gave recommendations for how to proceed with edits and with an update to the course concerning the design, the material, the overall just look and feel of the course. So when I came in, I was really tasked uh, with the team to really redesign and rethink how we wanted to present the course material. Mm. You see, this course must be really important for tobacco control practitioners in low and middle income countries. They must. This must be a great opportunity for them. I think so. An online free resource like this with the current key tobacco control issues can be a time saver for the tobacco control practitioners in um, many of the countries we work in. We have developed the content in consultation with experts as Chris said. Uh, it's designed with the user in mind. They can complete the course at their own pace on a device of their own choosing, like for example laptops, tablets, and phones. The course is interactive with case studies and examples from low and middle income countries that the users can relate to. And Chris, even though we do all these things and make it as easy for everyone as possible to take the class, there are probably still some technical hurdles meeting so many different needs in so many different countries. Oh, totally. Uh, you can't plan out every scenario, but we really tried to meet the user where they would be most familiar, especially with mobile technology. The course is responsive to whatever device you're using. So it's going to reformat if you have a cell phone, if you have a tablet. So we really wanted to meet the user where they were most likely going to access the course. We also have created a great accessible feature. We created a transcript, a PDF transcript of the course. So if you're having trouble with load times, wherever you are, you can download the PDF. It's got all the module material in there. It's an agnostic program, so you can run it on whatever system uh, you're using. So we really tried to give the information in a complete way to whomever is going to access it and use it moving forward. Nancy, what, what has everyone here learned in order to make the course better? How has it progressed over these years? We had a course in 2007 prior to launching the current course. The 2007 one was longer with 11 modules. So it takes the user less time to complete and it is more interactive as I mentioned before and as Chris said. It's also less academic than the 2007 course with more practical examples that are useful for the tobacco control practitioners from these countries. So when we talk about a less academic course, we're talking about the tone of the course. We really wanted to meet uh, users who may 
only had an inkling or, or just coming to tobacco control. So they might not know as much about someone who's been in the field for 10 years. So we tried to address the course to users who were, who were just getting interested in tobacco control, but we have en enough depth of information for users who have been in the field for years to maybe refresh their knowledge. Mm -hmm. So we tried to meet across that whole spectrum of users of the course. Right. Let's talk a little bit about the availability in other languages, an important part of the course. So we've translated the course into seven priority languages, and we really have tried to make this language uh, specific to tobacco control users. So people who have tobacco control also have their own kind of jar jargon. We try to cut down on jargon as much as possible, but we had people review the translation in country so that the kind of specific jargon to each country would be addressed and it wouldn't be as a clunky of a translation. So we really tried to really dig into each country and provide a translation that is much more approachable to users from that country. Why is it important to share this resource at a meeting of colleagues like this? Because in addition to um, the low and middle income country uh, folks who are using these this one-stop online course, it's totally useful for the people from countries like the U.S., for example, because it contains all the key current tobacco control issues that are important for newcomer to tobacco control to know of. And if you've been in the field for a while and you just need to know what are, what are the things that people are talking about, this is the resource to go to. Hmm. Yeah, we feel it's a comprehensive resource to tackle the tobacco industry. So we provide intervention descriptions, we provide the history of tobacco control and the spread of tobacco control. There's a whole module on just combating the tobacco industry. There's a module about the economics behind, behind tobacco control in the tobacco industry. So you can approach this as a comprehensive course. You can drill down in a modular way for the information you need to get you uh, rolling or started or to refresh your knowledge base about tobacco control. Chris had mentioned the advisory committee. We've worked with uh, people from the WHO. We've worked with the Center for Disease Control. We've worked with uh, experts from um, the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. So these are all leaders in the field of tobacco. And uh, they have looked at the content. Some of them are have recorded the audio version of it. So um, that's why, it, as I keep saying, it's a one-stop resource and we've already done the legwork. Thank you for listening. For more information about the Institute for Global Tobacco Control, please visit us online at jshph.edu slash IGTC.